Hello, everyone, and welcome to Studio Day Heffery, kind of, during Snowmageddon for some Cowboys conversation with the great Cowboys insider, Bobby the Beave Master Belt, King of the Beavers, uh, currently the Blurry Beaver, as he is in his bunker that is uh, at a destination that cannot be mentioned. But hi, Bobby. Hello. Yeah, sorry I'm blurry. See, I've done all this trash talk about my studio setup and my microphones and everything else, and then I can't get my levels right on the air. I can't get my picture right. Maybe I just suck. Maybe that's yep. what this is. It's possible that the beef sucks. So yesterday we were talking to the beef um, on the radio show, and I wanted to get a brief version for the people here who may have missed a segment because the Cowboys went 12-5, and five and then they lost, and they're trying to win the damn Super Bowl. And now Bobby says that you're in danger of losing either Amari Cooper or Tank Lawrence or maybe both. So in simple person terms, can you help the people understand how that comes about and the reasoning for it? Money. The, oh. uh, the, the salary cap is, as Stephen Jones said, the salary cap is a real thing. They are currently, according to overthecap.com, projected to be $21 million over the cap. Um, part of this is related to COVID. So regularly, you could project 10 to like 12, $14 million of salary cap growth every year over the course of like the previous eight years leading up to COVID. So they reliably kind of made their books based off of those projections. Um, so things kind of took a step back after the 2020 season, the cap regressed for the first time in history. Um, and while it is going up this year, it's still about 10 to $14 million off of where they would have projected the 2022 cap to be pre-COVID. So two years ago, they were looking at the cap to be a certain amount and it's still 10 to $14 million off of what they thought. Uh, because of that, they're gonna have to flip some, you know, restructure switches, uh, probably make some cuts pre and post June one um, to make things work financially. And so part of that is going to be involved in that the equation is gonna be DeMarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper. Um, Amari Cooper, I think is the likelier candidate right now to be just outright cut and DeMarcus Lawrence has a better chance of being restructured. But I mean, I, I don't think anybody should be surprised if we hit training camp and DeMarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper aren't on this team. Is it, do you think the situation is so much different that you could do something like that because of CD Lamb's existence? Because I remember when Amari Cooper wasn't here and um, it was bad. Yeah. We had to trade for Amari Cooper. <laughs> yeah. It was, and it was bad without Amari Cooper this year. You know, Kansas City shut you down for an entire half before C.D. Lamb left with a concussion. Um, and you weren't able to do much with Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb in the first half. And, you know, you struggled the week after that. Um, and so the offense has not looked great without Amari Cooper. Even when Amari Cooper's been in the games, when they're not involving him, the offense tends to be stagnant. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know that it's the wisest thing, but here's the problem is that most contracts you look at, you can say with your options of cut pre-June 1, cut post-June 1, and restructure, the least amount of savings you can get is by cutting a guy pre-June 1. The most you can get is usually cutting a guy post-June 1. And then in the middle, you can find the number with the restructure. Amari's contract is structured differently and has not been touched to this point for a restructure to the point where they only save a max of, I think it's $12.5 million by restructuring him. And if they just outright release him, uh, before March 21st, which is the fifth day of the new league year, um, then they would save $16 million. So they can save $3.5, $4 million extra by just outright releasing him rather than shifting the money around and making it more difficult in the future. Um, and, and so I think they just look at it and go, 
look, we get Michael Gallup back on a one-year deal that that's cheaper than what he was initially expected to get. If we sign Cedric Wilson to a three-year deal and can make the first-year cap number a little bit smaller, and then Malik Turner, who's not a in-demand name, could probably be a little cheaper, then I think they view that as maybe we can get away with Gallup, Wilson, and Turner as a $14 million combined cap number next year and still pocket the $2 million extra from Cooper. I think that's what they're looking at is, do we want three guys who are younger and, and will cost cheaper cumulatively than what we get by say, you know, by releasing Amari Cooper? Or do we want to just roll with Amari Cooper, lose those guys and pay more for it? Okay. Now this may be a dumb question, but I would assume that every team before they cut a guy sees if they can trade a guy, Amari mm -hmm. Cooper at $20 million a year. Like, I feel like that would kind of be his market value. Is, is that not a possibility? Sure. I mean, it could be. Um, I think it's just when you reach a point where it's so clear that you're wanting to potentially unload a guy, most teams know that and just kind of go like, we'll just wait. We know you're not going to carry that number. I think Cooper's at a point where teams probably know you're not going to carry that number. And now maybe you could swap him for a pick or, or some draft compensation, just get anything you can. If you did decide to move on from him, this isn't anything I don't think that's settled yet. Um, but I think we're trending to this direction to where Amari Cooper's not here. And you talk to enough people who, in the know over there who have a sense of these things that they all are talking like this is where it's heading um that i think the rest of the league probably gets those sorts of senses too and just says we'll wait you out but um it's certainly possible and it's the same savings with cooper's contract trading or releasing him it costs you the same amount and so um you save 16 million if you trade him before the march deadline um and then you you know save 20 million to trade them after June one and so on and so forth. All right. Now on the things that I actually care about, which positions am I supposed to be watching at the senior bowl, Bobby? I'm trying to find the right draft picks. I'm trying to get the guys, right? So I think the best opportunity to look at a guy who could be in Dallas's range, like what Dallas cares about, the talent is there. could be a guy in the mix of 24. Um, I think you're looking at the trenches. And so you're looking at, you know, Zion Johnson, the guard out of Boston college. You're looking at Trevor Penning, the tackle from, uh northern iowa who trevor penning's actually uh played some guard this week um i know that a lot of people feel like because of his size and and sort of you know his lumbering stature he might be a guy who's viewed as more of a right tackle in the nfl even though he played left at northern iowa um so those are some names on the defensive side of the ball i think you're looking at you know a guy like jermaine johnson from florida state and so those are, are kind of like the top ones that i look at as, as guys who are in the range of 24 that also fits something that the Cowboys could be looking at would be Jermaine Johnson, Florida State, who was previously at Georgia, previously JUCO before that. He was the number one JUCO recruit in the country, I think, in 2018 before he went to Georgia. And so then spent some time at Georgia. There's just a backlog of NFL players on that defense, went to Florida State and had a really good year and has uh, been training here in Frisco and, and looks like a really good player. Um, and so those are the guys I'd look at that are currently at Senior Bowl this week as top names. Um, some of the other guys that are, are back there, though, this is a, there's a lot of length uh, on these defensive line and cornerback measurements that I'm seeing this week. Um, and obviously, we know that's something that Dan Quinn put a big priority on last year. Um, I think they drafted like four of the the six longest like defensive players. Um, or it was something like that. They, they had, they were drafting like a oh, yeah, good right. chunk of, of everybody. Like, I mean, even on the defensive line, like, I mean, you know, with, um, 
with Osa and, and, Guy, and Chauncey Golston, those were longer players. Um, and so when you look at that, I think, you know, a guy who's had a big week this week, Travis Jones from UConn, um, a defensive tackle who, who's kind of burst onto the scene um, and somebody that scouts were high on as, as kind of a sleeper uh, during this, this past fall. I think he's a guy that bears some watching. Big guy from UConn. He's like 6'4", 326, and then his arms are like 35 inches. Uh, Perion Winfrey from Oklahoma, another guy who's got ridiculous length. He's, he's somebody to watch. You, you, later, you don't you don't want him now? Okay. Uh, and then a guy that I think... Winfrey's senior bowl stuff looks really, really good. His tape is different. His tape look, is a dude that wants to win early with quickness, and that's kind of all he's got. And this is coming from a boomer sooner. Doesn't really use his hands at all. Not half really boomer sooner. Yeah, half a boomer sooner. Not really a good run player, not really a consistent player, but you see the athleticism and the quickness. So Great to, I think, to me, Winfrey's a later guy, later guy. Another guy that I think bears watching, a guy that I know that they've shown some interest in, um, and again, it would be a 24, maybe more like a third-round pick or something like that, is Kirby Joseph, the Illinois safety. Um, long. Six, six one, yeah, long for a safety. I think he measured as the longest safety there. He's six one, um, 205 pounds, I believe, and he's a guy who came in with like 33-and-a-half-inch arms. Um, and, you know, has showed some ball skills, had five interceptions this past season, was, uh, you know, tied for the interception lead in the regular season. Uh, Verone McKinley, I think, had one in the bowl game that gave him six for the year and put him over the top. But um, a guy who, who showed a lot of ball production and a guy who uh, can play up in the box. Can can I think if you are worried about losing J. Ron Kirst, can kind of play that J. Ron Kirst role a little bit for Dan Quinn. Um, and have some of that length and, and do a lot of different things for you in a variety of different ways. So that length, that size, those ball skills, I think those are all going to translate to things that the Cowboys alike and Dan Quinn alike. Looky there, Amari Cooper, Tank Lawrence, and the Senior Bowl all in one. Thanks to Sorry, the greatness Amari. of the Beave Master in his Beave lair with an E. I would have thought no E, but Beave Master with an E after the V is what Bobby is going with. Thank you, Bobby. Love you. Everybody watch 1053thefan.com every day. That's where you find really cool stuff if you want to know about sports and the Cowboys. Uh, remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everybody. I love you. Bye.